Welcome to another episode of Smells Like Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Wiles. Quick shout out at the top, at the tippy top, to all who came and saw me live. We did it, baby. Live comedy is alive. Thank you for the support. Thank you, friends. We're doing another one soon. I think we got our eyes uh, on the end of April, potentially April uh, 24th. So, you know, follow on Insta to get up to the date dates. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Can't wait to do another one. So here we are, smack dab in the middle of spring. Maybe not in the middle, but spring has begun to sprung. Does that make sense? Sure does. I'm glad. I'm glad that the that you know the season is taking a change. I think I think this past winter we we took on a lot of psychological damage. You know, like I can't tell you a single girl that I talked to that didn't tell me 45-minute recaps of serial killer documentaries they watched over the, over the break. When I would watch stuff on serial killers, I would keep it on the hush. You know, it was like me and another friend and we would scoot off to a corner and we would kind of be like, did you hear what Dahmer did with the trophy case? It was not to be shared publicly. But man, these girls are all about it. I I, I mean, call it research or I don't know, but I feel like every single conversation always leads back to what crime documentary are you watching? And it's like, this can't be healthy. This can't be good for your subconscious to be constantly watching innocent people get locked up, guilty people get free, the crazy intense murders they committed and how. It's like, we need to relax. You're probably going to get shot before you get clubbed over the head and put in a stew. (laughs) You know what I mean? God, this country is so crazy. But yeah, serial killer talk, definitely on the rise. Man, oh man, that is so intense. I'm like trying to have like, you know, like a casual conversation with a lady, keeping things cool. And then she's like, yeah, so who's your favorite serial killer? <laughs> uh, and it's Dahmer. Of course it's Dahmer. Don't be silly. What are we even talking about? It'll be good that the sun's out. Now we can go outdoors and we can kind of shake off the, the, the crusted layer of crime documentaries that has been calloused over us. My God. Every conversation. I wish I was exaggerating. Talk to a girl. Talk to any girl. Ask her what she's watching. Oh, murder. Oh, I've been watching a lot of murder lately. (laughs) Oh, man. What a weird time. I I mean, you know, I want to tease about being prepared for a serial killer. But I'll be honest, I do the same thing. Like, I, I keep an eye on the exits like I'm a fucking mafia boss. Like, I don't know what I am expecting or preparing for, but like, I'll, sometimes I'll walk in, if I'm in a weird mood, I'll walk into the room and count all the heads. Like I'm Jason Bourne. Like, okay, who am I going to have to go for if I need an escape route? So I guess I do it too. I really shouldn't be harping too hard, but man, it's who the dating scene is, is taking a really dark turn lately where it's like, as a guy, you just got to fucking just hope that it doesn't take this weird turn into like, okay, so if you were going to kill somebody, how would you do it? Because <laughs> it's happening. It is happening. So yeah, hopefully now that the sun is out, we'll see less crime documentaries on Netflix. Netflix is really pushing that though, huh? Man, oh man. 
I guess it's healthy for white people to understand that, hey, the system doesn't always work, huh? <laughs> it's like a big awakening for a lot of people in the Midwest right now. Like, what do you mean he got away? What do you mean they convicted the wrong guy? <laughs> well, this intro has really gone off the rails. What am I here for? I'm here to say thank you for supporting the live show. Appreciate you. And also to let you know who's on today's episode. Today, we are joined by Anselmo James, a musician with a great discography. Um, you can catch it on Spotify, iTunes, all over the place, wherever you listen to music. He's there, baby. And he's got some new stuff coming out. Just released a couple new singles uh, recently. I don't know when you're listening to this, but recent to when I recorded it. So along with being an extremely talented musician, he's also very well read. You cannot believe how many books this guy churns through in like a month. Every time I see him, it's always the same question. What are you reading now? Because it is a new thousand page book on like some Russian revolution that I've never even heard of. We've had multiple really foundationally shaking conversations and I just, I contacted him about being on the pod under the guise of like, Hey, summer book recommends as just like an excuse to sit down and have these talks. And, uh, he was in, he loved the idea. Um, more the idea of the pod than the idea of summer book recommends. You'll hear, we kind of laugh about it. But um, really, really ins insightful stuff and uh, really inspiring the way he's able to process the information that he's reading. And he laid some knowledge on your boy. Let me tell you, he got a couple really good ones. Um, if you're looking for like a romance novel, probably not the speed that uh, you're, you're, we're going. We're not moving in that direction. We're more moving in the direction of like the establishment is corrupt and here's how and why. Very heavy stuff. But um, luckily, you know, this dude is a maniac and is able to process it in such a wonderful way. So he had me around his uh, recording studio. I got to interrupt his, his recording time. Luckily to get a couple of uh, minutes of my own in his space. And uh, I really had a good time. And I think it's uh, a fun combo. You guys are going to enjoy it. Spend about the first 10 minutes or so talking about, you know, previous books, kind of like laying the palette of where he's been and what he's been reading. But I'm not going to lie, I'd be remiss to not talk about music with Anselmo James. Like, we we did end up spending about 10 minutes right in the middle of the interview just talking about, like, music and process and his background and stuff like that. But uh, don't worry, we circle back towards the end and we make sure we get those summer book recommends like a little cherry on tiggity top for you. Very fun episode. Got some good tunes on this one as well. Sit back, enjoy, and of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up on Twitter. This is the way that it should be. Yes, my arms were meant to hold you oh so tightly. But I should watch your heart and I am squeezing. We both do the things that don't take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No why, no why. 
station that swings. This station really swings me. Swinging the sounds in music. Ooh, swinging this, ringing this. It's the station that swings. Ooh, like this station's really got me in orbit. There's only one beer left. Rappers screaming all in our ears like we're deaf. Tempt me. You can learn to read over the phone in 15 easy payments. You're tuned to the voice of peace and good music. Coming live from the North Sea all through the night. Tests. Making a microphone. Check. Brown cow now how flow scow. One, 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 two, two, two. Am I coming through? You're coming through here. Nice, dude. Locked in. Cool. You know, this is going to be pretty freeform. You just have a chat. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for book recommendations. Book recommendations. The season is coming. You book know season? I mean? The book season. Well, you can like sit outside and read sure, and sure, stuff sure, like sure, that. Sure, 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 Which I do. Which I, I, guess I was like, I was suspect at first. Right. <laughs> but then I realized that what you said has has validity. There is a book season. There is a book season. Yeah. You know? I mean, reading surely never goes out of style. Right, but like enjoying the weather and reading at the same time. Reading outside. I do that. Pretty Actually, massive. Yeah, pretty massive. West Coast massive would you uh welcome to the show do you want to introduce yourself to the to the show to the show the peeps the people my name is greg Mm -hmm. um like my last name you don't have to greg zweiben um and we are here in brooklyn in the recording studio rehearsal space slash record you know uh poor man's recording studio (laughs) i'm I'm, dude i'm doing it plenty of recording has been done in this room although you know by any Stretch of the professional, you know, ter- sense of the term. This is not. This is some closet or something. <laughs> right, 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 right. But come on, how many great albums are made in a closet? Many. I am. I hope. I think many. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, I just checked out the two new singles. Oh, hey, did you dig them? I did, dude. Awesome. That instrumental one is. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts, yes. dude. Um, kind of tying that together. Although, you know, the people that are listening to us didn't know that we were just talking about. This band yes. who has a poster on my wall, the dub trio, the the bass player of that trio, produced those two songs. Whoa! Which was a first for me, as far as like I always make all my own, very DIY, very 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 DIY. I recorded and wrote the songs, but then I gave the audio to him. I was like, do yeah, do your bit, do your do what you do. Cool. And he, you know, a lot of that amazingness, uh, especially on that instrumental, kind of like is dude. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, fucking bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Thanks. Gave it the automatic re-listen. Yeah, yeah, you gotta like, you know, really cycle it back. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're here. We're we're talking about books today. We're gonna be talking about books. Yeah, because we're approaching what we were talking about book season. Book season. The book season is coming. <laughs> we're, <laughs> book season. We're getting excited. Yeah. I'm gonna buy some Lululemon book pants. I was just gonna say, dude. We we got for those on the dating apps. You know, these girls are gonna be asking, "What are you reading? What are you reading? And what type of book pants, stretchy book pants, are you know?" Thank you. Yeah, are you gonna be using? It's gonna be grass resistant. Grass resistant, but like grass accepting as well. You know, <laughs> grass accepting. <laughs> yes, totally. So you know, I mean, I ask you this every single time I see you. Right. What What's going on with the reading? Yeah. What are you reading? Currently, I just finished a hand a couple kind of three you know i have like my uh, there's books that like i always want to be reading when i'm like in my my like the in-between moments of my life which you know in in new york obviously ends up being a lot of time specifically on the train and like waiting 
and and like when I get up, you know, whatever. So we, I, I, there's books that I read. They're either books that I've already read or they're less, you know, demanding mentally and the mental energy that is needed. Like when I'm like reading stuff that like I really need to focus on it, that's like in my home. I generally wake up in the morning, I read for several hours and then I go about my day if, you know, everything's ideal. Uh, and then like, so, but then I have like the train book, you know, which is like whatever. Okay. See, that's huge. Yeah. So you have different, I have you, diff- you got the morning, you got the starting the day book. Right. Which is like the, like, okay, I'm like awake, like it's sunny. Like I'm like, my focus is, is maximized now. So like, right. let's get into real nitty gritty. So those are the books that you're like trying to churn through. Those are, like those are the, the heavy head. ones. Yeah. I'm okay. trying, I'm, you know, writing, you know, like kind of like, okay, like really trying to like internalize the information as much as possible. Not that I'm not with the other ones, but like, for example, like I, I generally read books that I've already read which is like another thing. It's like, okay, like I read this book, you know, we all read Catcher in the Rye or what, you know. Right, totally. I don't remember that book, you know. You know, like <laughs> I don't remember that, any of these books. Isn't that weird, dude? Any of them. I was like, the kid's name is Holden, like, and he was a, a bitch, you know. Yeah. Like, aside from that, <laughs> I have no idea what this plot of that story was, you know. But that being said, it's like there's a lot of these books that I really want to get to know, you know. It's like read them. Read them over and over, you know. Yeah. That being said, I, last time I saw you, I had just started reading *The Crisis of Democracy*, which isn't exactly a book, dude. Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, I, it's not even heavy. It, it, well, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty heavy. It's it's if you're not like kind of sure like, eyes open about right, the world. Right, right. I guess maybe it could be, it could be it could fuck your day up. It could fuck your day up. I guess it's not heavy. I guess maybe I'm gonna rewind a little bit. Like the books that I read, I almost entire I don't read fiction. I don't at this point in my life. Let's say don't believe in it. I don't. There's no. <laughs> this is reality. Is the this is it? This yeah. is it for us. No, but I uh, all of the almost the overwhelming majority of the books that I read are, you know, uh, U.S. foreign policy based history, U.S. for imperialism, you know, capitalist destruction, and you know, communist. I, you know, idealism, like, you know, how things work, why we're, why, how we got to where we're at and like, why, like, what are the motivations for these types of like, you know, issues that are like, you know, essentially controlling and. Yeah. You're like, I don't know, maybe I'm stretching too much here, but like, you're like the real version of like a woke human. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not like, it's not like a hashtag situation with you. You're no like hashtags. seeking. I'm trying to figure out the truth. How we got here. Yeah, I'm really trying to understand. Yeah, yeah. That's my, like, that's my goal. I, I'd say, I'd say you're doing pretty well too. You've, you've. I'm trying. Put I, me on to a lot I, of stuff. I, I, you know, and, and there's always a chain of put on, you know, it's like there's a lot of people that put me on a lot of things and. It's hard to ignore though. Once we, we were talking about the crisis of democracy. Right. It's hard to kind of go back to sleep after you read something like that. It you, is. It is. It do you is. Wanna, maybe I know. I don't want. <laughs> you want a quick summary? Of yeah, the- <laughs> a quick summary. A quick. A quick. There is a quick summary, and 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 you know, uh, you know, going from the assumption that you know pretty much everybody that may be like out there like uh, understands that in the 1960s there was all sorts of political, cultural, s- social foment, like you know, like. Um, for sure. Most notably things like the civil rights movement, the anti-war movement, things like this. Major awakening. Major awakening, big time, you know, like, you know, um, that, you know, the result of which, like, really horrified the establishment. Like, the people that control the world, hmm. uh, specifically the United States, but the world, really. I mean, it is the world. You know, it, it was, was the world, yeah. It was the world, yeah. These guys, um, at the behest, as, as I understand, of David Rockefeller and, you know, other big money type of people like him, they got together a commission called the Trilateral Commission. The Trilateral Commission being these three power center, industrial power centers: uh, Europe, United States, and Japan. You know, 
not a progressive rock band. Trilateral Commission. <laughs> yeah. Although, you're onto something. <laughs> I think I might be. Um, so that was like the morning reading for a minute. Um, well, and, and like, not to not to yeah, circumvent no. anything, but the the uh, commit the report. We were saying it's not really a book. It's more you were saying like um, a release document. It was it was a release document. It wasn't for people. It wasn't the intention wasn't for people to be reading this. Like like the world wasn't supposed to be reading this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like okay, guys. Like here we are behind closed doors. Let's chat amongst ourselves about you know the how to control the people. Yeah, the the, people. the bewildered herd. As it, as it was like everything from my perspective, everything like I ever feared would be true about the bad guys was released in a statement from the good guys. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like, the people that you thought had your back were actually the ones that were like, of course. And, and to that end, it's like you, you can only even imagine or not you know what the what the what the what the you know the reagan ask yeah yeah they're they're like kill them you know they're like you know fucking put them in the meat grinder or whatever um heavy stuff yeah and so and so it's it's you know that's like it's so so what is that you dive into that 8 a.m i dive into that 8 a.m which 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 really but but, you know again it's like it's heavy in the in the in the kind of like in a sense it's it's not heavy in a sense like these guys are like i guess there's a lot of analysis but there's also like a lot of like well you know, there's all this, you know, all this economic prosperity, there's all this growth, you know, like there's the, the, you know, the kind of the creation and rise of the middle class, you know, so they all got, they all, they all, you know, all these people started going to college, you know, and like, that's cool. But, you know, in college, people like learn about stuff and they like learn about the world and they learn that like they don't need to be oppressed and like controlled. Right. And like, that's terrible. Like we can, you know, it's, it's, you know, they're just sitting there kind of like saying this stuff and it's like, yeah, no fucking shit. It's so crazy. It's nuts, dude. So yeah, those kind of books. There's a place called Book Thug Nation. It's like a used bookstore. It's like oh, cool. kind of like to me, considering the nature of you know development in this neighborhood. I live in Williamsburg. I have for a long time. Uh, it's like a bunch of badass super cheap books like i go there all the time and i buy books and um there's another book that i recently finished i guess kind of ties into that school of the americas book it's called a lexicon of terror which is is specifically about the dirty war Uh, there's like a informal kind of term for all of the 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 military wars that went on in latin and central america throughout the second half of the 20th century called they're called the dirty wars which is essentially the very oppressive regimes attacking their own people mm. and the dirty war in argentina was incredibly brute like insanely brutal uh and like end of the 70s into the early 80s and the lexicon of terror this woman her like kind of take also a book i didn't whatever it, it, it doesn't matter I know, I know what you're saying yeah. like you were like i'm here for the content not for how right it's yeah and, and she tr- specifically tried uh marguerite Falowitz, i believe is her name she tried to like exp- you know she really tried to like emphasize how words are manipulated and words it, within the within the context of the argentine you know dirty wars which is like a reality which did happen but it's not specific to your like that's like you know nazis for example any any uh you know stalin like all yeah. all oppressive regimes all dictate like they 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 use language you know obviously as a as a weapon against their own people and also argentina kind of dicks <laughs> uh it's funny that you say that because um i lived there for a long time and many of my very very close friends are argentine and you know argentina in my life comes up enough with other people yeah and in 
like a, a like a an overwhelming amount of the time someone will you know make that comment like yeah Argentine Argentine guys are like shitty guys or like <laughs> Argentines are, are they're incredibly I, I, like admittedly like you know I mean I love Argentina and I love my friends down there but it's like um there's a there's a huge amount of pride and kind of uh, arrogance I think yeah about- I think I think it comes from them being so goddamn good at soccer though they're good at soccer. They got good wine, you know. They, like there's a there's you know very national. Like you know, um, I mean it's pretty funny. It's like it's like the France of South America. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, and it's a you know of all of the South American countries, it's by far and away the most like you know culturally, um, uh, like compared. It's it's very European culture. Yeah. You know, I say that, but really I have no like I I've never been there or anything like that. Well, I just is. hang out with a bunch of Mexicans, and yeah. Mexicans are like these fucking Argentines. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. You get north, you get farther north. It's funny, like uh, Argentines, like you know, travel a lot, and they like work in a lot of other uh, Latin American countries, specifically um, Mexico yeah. and uh, Costa Rica. Have tons of Argentines, and all of those. I've been Costa Rica and Mexico plenty of my life, and they're like, yeah, fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty. Funny. It's pretty funny. I have no basis, but yeah. I'm just I'm speaking yeah. for my yeah. friends, really. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's yeah, there's there's, there's assholes and, and and cool people everywhere, but uh, Argentina's definitely got a bunch of. Uh, strong personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Messi seems like a good dude. He seems like a nice guy. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So Those I got I got a question for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Hit me. Where did you learn to read? <laughs> <laughs> and how? It's very impressive. That is <laughs> reading. Is uh, I think you know um, where and how you know in school as a child. Right, right. Where yeah. did you go to school? Um, in my hometown. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm sensing a lot of resistance. I'm not I can't tell you these secrets. Yeah. I'm no, not going to poke I, and prod. I, no, no. I grew up uh, in ups- upstate New York. I grew up in a small city called Rochester, cool. a suburb of that city. Um, and, um, you know, yeah, I went to preschool and then I went to kindergarten and then oh, yeah. you know, one, two, three, four, you know, all the way up. And uh, when when did you get into music, if you don't mind me asking? When did you start playing? Uh, actually, much later in life. I am 34. I started playing music when I was about 24. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, like, all I have a complex that you know I'm, I've come to terms with for the most part. But like, this sense of I have all of this catching up to do and so on and so forth. I grew up. Um, a, many of my best friends are musicians, and so I grew up around a lot of music. Around like a two of my best friends or the rhythm section of a reggae band um, that toured the country relentlessly, mm. relentlessly for years and years and years. The drummer and the bass player of a band called Gi- the Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad Fuck yeah. um, were like road warriors throughout the aughts, as they say, of okay. of the 21st century. Like, hun- like just endless shows. It was like one of those things, like being close enough to like, very like be- being able to see this whatever you want to call it, magic or like Process connections. Yeah. And, and like communicate, like nonverbal, you know, all that stuff that happens with, with people between people when they play music and, uh, and definitely like, you know, slacked for a long time being like, Oh, well it's like too little too you know, what, you know, where do you start? Blah, 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 blah. These kids have been playing music their whole life. And I eventually just, you know, manned up or, you know, however you want to say, you know, uh, they'd up. I don't know what the proper pronoun is. I upped, my, my <laughs> we're not here to be offensive okay yeah i don't want to i don't want to piss anybody off you know he upped is yeah what we'll I, say. I went up um <laughs> and i started playing the drums first and shortly thereafter the bass and you know anybody can play you know i play a tiny bit you know i'm certainly not a master of any and i never will be uh and i've also come to terms with that like um but I I don't really think it's about mastering it though well no i mean there's there's all sorts of stuff especially here in new york like there's so many amazing 
players like ama- I mean world class musicians like yeah. you can go out any night of the week and see some of the baddest motherfuckers you'll ever see play yeah for like free in a basement too exactly which is like you know has its you know weird psychic effects but but I'm incredibly inspired by that but I've also like you know a skill that I've ended up trying to cultivate out of I don't know necessity or, or otherwise is recording music and I am able to do that on my own because I play a tiny bit of guitar, I play a tiny bit of keyboards, I play some drums, I play some bass, and then I can kind of craft these things. Like, I'm, I'll never be a session musician. I'll never be, I'm not a virtual, I'm not, nothing even close to, you know, um, that. And, like, you know, I like recording music. And it's like a tangible, you know, spending years and years of your life practicing paradiddles and so on and so forth. It's a slow road to that, like, oh, like, this is like a real, I see... I see the you know yeah. the, the benefit and I see the progress whereas like you record something and it's like exists forever you know and and that's like a way that I've kind of tracked you know my musical like you know whatever journey or whatever and and it's fun Yeah, I really um well, you're very skilled at it too. Like I said earlier, I was listening to the new singles on the way over. Yeah, thank it's you. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Even going back from like the 2016 stuff to here, I sure. mean, that's that's like what that's what I sign up for when I am following an artist. Like I I'm I'm not here for your greatest hits. I'm here for the journey. Sure, I want to sure. see the development. I want to see where different avenues and stuff like that. Absolutely. So like you playing into kind of being like a jack of all trades. It's like that's I I that's so exciting. It is because a virtuoso is gonna you're gonna play into your skill set for sure whereas like you have so many different things that you could focus on to develop at any given time right 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 and i mean yeah and like you know admittedly it depends a lot on how you look at things you know i I think about like you said what what i do appreciate i mean i appreciate it all man i appreciate virtuosity and i appreciate people that do incredible things that i I can't even like comprehend um but the, the for me it's like you know, the same old thing. I mean, I guess it's not the same old thing. It depends. Some people like nerds that shred too much. But it's like, for me, it's like to develop a voice, you know. Like totally. when you listen to a million guitar players that are incredible guitar players and then like somebody, you know, eventually in that line of 50 puts Jimi Hendrix on. It's like there's no way, there's no doubt ever. It's like this is Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And that's that, you know. And like that to me is the most important thing. And like worth pointing out that obviously Jimi was in insanely good guitars but he wasn't like the great like you know there are people yeah, that can yeah. do things that he can't do but he had that voice that was so expressive and so incredible and i'm really trying to cultivate a sound that's like oh that's your sound my sound that's the most important totally. thing for me and uh i mean dude you're speaking to a comedian i mean that's for sure exactly years and years and years and years. that's the thing yeah which is like a big big deal yeah 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 very exciting yeah Feel the energy in the room. Yeah, you can feel. I feel the energy. I also smell the. (laughs) (laughs) I smell something. I smell something. Um, Yeah. So okay. So appreciate you. Let me uh, give me the insight on the on the music stuff. Yeah, yeah. Surrounded by all these instruments. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, gear here. Super gear heavy. Yeah. Yeah, heavy gear, and there's like a lot of other gear that's uh, tucked away, but it's also magical. And then, did I remember correctly? Are you? Do we have plans for a solo album coming out? We do. Uh, the next one, yeah, I got like a couple things. So I just put those two singles out, and I am now. I'm literally like, uh, you know, to the listeners out there and the yeah, please w- wave 
radio waves, yeah, the, the yeah. digital, the zeros and ones, whatever the <laughs> fuck it is. Um, yeah, I'm I'm working on new tunes now. I, I laid down some drum tracks in the last month or so, and I finally kind of got those together and organized. And um, in front of me is my computer and my um, analog synthesizer and a guitar and a bass. And I'm these are what I you know I'm loosely kind of like referring to for the time being as quote songs to dance to unquote um, cool. which means to me more than anything like things that groove and then make you dance and it's not like you know i mean there will be like a four on the floor kind of disco yeah. vibe and then there's going to be like a reggaeton thing which is something i've never done which i'm really pumped about oh, really? um and some like kind of nine inch nail you know some industrial i'm kind of like i'm really trying to like you know just fuck with that and 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 also for the first time in a while i've always kind of really like like liked and valued like doing things on my own like you know it's like I don't need anybody to do anything but I also you know I have, I have tons of incredibly talented musician friends uh, many of which are going to play on this record it's kind of you know it's going to be a big you know, collaboration you know it's going to be my stuff but like people playing the bass on this thing people playing the keys on this thing people yeah, you know yeah. and it's going to be nice because it's actually going to be a handful of people from a lot of different places um, uh, and it's cool. It's gonna be cool. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. I'm Looking pretty, forward to it. As am I. I hope you know. Ho you know. Hopefully that'll be kind of like dropping this some point this summer. Maybe. Oh really? Yeah. I mean it's hard. You know, there's a lot of you know like friends that have families at this point, like kids, other kids that live in other parts of the world, and like a lot of you know sending files back and forth. But of like course, yeah. I'm hoping July, you know, realistically maybe August, maybe early September, but August would be like a a fair. I could do it. Summer could, album, yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. And it'd That's be, so it's, exciting. It's very summery. It'll all be like tunes to this new in your convertible with you, <laughs> you know, driving down the one or whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, summertime. Do we have summer book recommends? Summer book recommends. I mean, there's some books... There's a l I've been reading a lot of books lately. Um, and you had mentioned you have like some train books, so maybe maybe like you know a palate cleanser after you realize that the world is a bad place. <laughs> a palate cleanser, but it's like for me, it's like I I read about the world being a bad place, and then I'm just like, oh, I gotta read more about this bad place, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, like you said, it's like it's not a rabbit hole so much. It's actually the opposite of a rabbit hole in that it's like illuminating and doesn't take you. It's like oh, I'm like going towards the light, not like. Um, but yeah, summer reading. I had a couple monster books in the last couple months that I highly recommend. Okay. I would highly recommend. Um, Alfred McCoy, uh, I think, is pretty much like a, is it is one of, if not the seminal work on the on the topic. Uh, is the name of the book is The Politics of Heroin. The subtitle is uh, CIA Complicity in the Global Drug Trade, and that is. Really, more or less, aside from the CIA, complicity, it's a, it's a it's a world history of opium trade. Interesting. Uh, very interesting, having a lot to do with British colonialism and China, uh, oh, the shit. opium wars, and then it gets into what you know ended up you know Iran, Afghanistan, Turkey, throughout you know other part in the the U.S. mob, the the French mob, the Marseille mob, um, and then like the kind of like the what became the focus of the book and like what you know he fleshed it out into all that other stuff was was the Vietnam war the you know China wars and like Whoa. how and that book is a mind blowing book dude like that book will like light you okay. the fuck up like i mean it's like a thousand page book i could not put it 
I was like, oh my God, I'm like every waking moment that I had, I was reading that book. Okay, cool. Incredible book, really well researched, incredible book. Um, There's another two books by a guy named John Reed. These are kind of super famous, but well, one of them at least is super famous is 10 Days That Shook the World. Mm. John Reed was a journalist in the the beginning of the 20th century. I think he like finished journalism school somewhere in the New England. And in his mid 20s, he went down to Mexico He's like, you know, whoever the newspaper he was working for, they're like, go check out this Mexican revolution. See what's going on with that. He like. Right. We were talking about this. Links up with Pancho Villa and like, he's just like. Villa. Yeah, dude. Like legit. He's Yo. like 24 years old. He's like, this guy's crazy. I'm going to roll with this motherfucker. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and like, you know, kind of documented in his very poetic and prosy and very colorful mm. way. Um, moments for him in the north, at least the northern. There's a lot of, there's a the Mexican revolution is a very dynamic thing, but in the north where Pancho Villa was kind of and then he came back to the United States got very involved in labor unions and strikes and uh and you know the labor movement and then ended up you know he was like well I'm gonna go check it out in the, the lion's den which was um you know Russia during the October revolution and he was there and uh as it turns out the book that I have which after the third or fourth edition or something Lenin himself uh, wrote the foreword. He was, so he was like, "This guy, this this gringo, this 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 you, yeah. this American." But he like really, he like it, you know. He's like, "This book is Dude. like an incredibly accurate reflection of, of kind of like what this all meant in the moment." You know, he was, you know, he's like, "This is real time, first, you know, um, firsthand, you know, documentation of 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 um of the Russian Revolution, which is incredible." Um, so so the first so the Mexican the book that about the Mexican Revolution calls is Mexico Insurgent. And then ten days that shook the world about the Ru- the Russian Revolution. Dang, um, those are three pretty sweet books. Yeah. Um, get educated, guys. Yeah, get with it. And then Chomsky books all day. I mean, I mean, I, I you know, all right. of his books are incredible. But there's like, there's like, you know, behe- there's like big, big dogs. Um, so, so do you have any like recovery books you read afterwards, or is it just like? No, man, I just go just harder and harder and harder. And it, I mean, the, the reality is, it's like once you start reading any of these books, like you know, you know if. You know, if they're worth a damn, like these people, these that write them, you know, cite all their sources. Obviously, you know, it's yeah. heavily cited. They do tons and tons of research, and like I, so what I started doing is just creating massive. I have this insane book list, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books. I can't read them fast enough. That I've, you know, accumulated uh, through the citations of the books that I read. You Fantastic. Know? And that's like kind of like, you know, I went from Chomsky and he had a trillion, zillion books to, you know, he was like, this is where I can, you know, blah, blah, blah. and like State Department, you know, Crisis Democracy, all sorts of uh, NSC memorandums. That's a big, big, big thing. Pentagon Papers is like a, a giant collection of NSC memorandums. Um, that's another book I, I don't recommend reading. <laughs> Pentagon <laughs> Papers, unless you want to die of boredom. Right. And you want to turn it into like a piece of cardboard or, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. But, um, and then I went from there, and you just go from there, and then that you know kind of like creates another like you know ripple of of books to go to. You know? Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. This yeah. is uh, yeah, yeah, given a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of lot of data. Yeah, yes. no, I really appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get uh, these people educated. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's hope so. You know, do your thing. You know, always, obviously, definitely, like you know, don't. I mean, you know, what everybody, you know, none of none of these thoughts are original you know that i'm that we've talked about you know at least about the you know the knowledge and the but but it's like it's worth pointing out that like you gotta like you know if, if you gotta talk about it though. you gotta talk about it and you gotta figure it out for yourself you gotta go like you know exactly. like what is, does this make sense if it doesn't like fucking let's go see about it like, yeah and you know what is original though this music i'll Homie. say please could, uh can can you can yeah, you plug yeah, stuff yeah i'll plug real quick uh despite the fact that i told you all in the beginning of this thing that my name is greg zweiben 
my stage name or alias or yeah. or artist uh, name moniker uh, is Anselmo James. Anselmo, A-N-C-E-L-M-O, because despite the fact that I read all the time, I didn't know that Anselmo was spelled with an S when I started <laughs> calling myself that. Uh, and Anselmo James, Anselmo James, Spotify, iTunes, Bank, anywhere that there is music, my, my music is there. I'll put it in the, uh, the yeah, liner notes, Which too. I appreciate immensely. Thanks. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, m- new music to come always, always working on new music. Always, baby. Yeah, big ups. Hell yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, cheers, man. Thanks cheers. a lot. Yes. Appreciate you. you having me in your space. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on your thing. Yeah. Big up. Alrighty, that is the show. Just quickly before I get out of here, I forgot to mention at the top, we are on Spotify now. So if you got some Spotify friends, spread the love. And of course, follow me on Instagram uh, for the latest updates on live shows if you want to catch me live. Yeah! Strangely enough, what we usually call them out for once they stop, like, you know, doing our bidding exactly as we wish are the crimes that they committed while they were on our payroll.